All right, welcome to podcast 7.3b. This is a continuation of percent composition in 7.3a. Now, percent composition is a really useful tool for analyzing the makeup of a compound, whether it be something that's been invented or an unknown chemical scientists have found in the wild, uh, in nature, that kind of thing. Um, so when you have a percent composition, you want to find the formula of something. And where that kind of all starts is with this thing called empirical formula. And you can see right here with the definition is this just the simplest ratio of elements. And since we've been talking about moles, um, if we think about the molar ratio, sometimes that might help. Now, if you look at these three compounds, formaldehyde, acetic acid, and glucose, they're all made up of carbon, hydrogen, and oxygen. And if you look at the ratio of atoms, it all they can all be reduced down to this, kind of like if you reduce down a fraction. If I reduce 4 eighths down to its simplest terms, that equals 1 half. Well, when I look at these, if I divide all these subscripts by 2, I get CH2O. If I divide all these subscripts by 6, I get CH2O. So all three of these compounds have the same simplest formula. And you'll see in just a little bit why that's so important. So let's just practice real quick. Look at this thing right here. Now you can stop the video at any time. And if you want to try these three, you know, feel free to do so. But we've got this thing C4P2Cl6. How could we reduce that down to its simplest formula? Well, you may notice that they could all be divided by 2. So if we divide these subscripts by 2, we get C2, P, and Cl6. What would be the answer for this thing right here? Okay. Hopefully you can see they can all be divided by 3. So we get C4HO3 and 2. And then look at this last one right here. Right. Now you may notice there's not one number that will divide into all three of those. Into 3, 8, and 4. And so that is the empirical formula. And so basically what all this is is just how important, um, uh, let me do this for a second. Now how can this um, ratio be found? Well, it all has to do with the number of moles. And that's kind of where our percent composition comes in. So let's say, for example, I had this unknown chemical. And the percent composition of this unknown chemical was 60% carbon, 13% hydrogen, 26.6% oxygen. How could we find this empirical formula? Well, it all has to do with what is the ratio of moles of carbon to moles of hydrogen to moles of oxygen. Okay, And to do that, there's just a little bit of math that we have to do, and uh, you'll find that it's actually something very reasonable. So let's look at the next page. And this looks like a lot, but let me just go through it, and you'll find that you can already do a lot of this. Well, the first thing is, as was just stated, this is uh, what our analysis shows right here. And so the first thing we're going to do is we're going to pretend we have a 100-gram sample. So if I have a 100-gram sample and 60% of it's carbon, well, then that means 60 grams would be carbon. If 13.4% is hydrogen, then 13.4 grams. So that's the first step. Just change your percent sign right here to grams. Okay. Now the next step is to find moles. 
And hey, we're good at finding moles. We convert grams to moles, no problem. So as you can see in this step right here, I took 60 grams of carbon divided by the molar mass of 12.01 grams per mole, and I got 5. Okay? And now what we have is we have the number of moles of each of those. And now it's something we can compare. We can't really compare grams to grams because we're dealing with atoms that are different size and different weights. But now we have them into moles, and that's something we can compare. So what I do is I try and compare all of the moles with each other. And so we do that by dividing by the smallest number of moles. So if you look down here, the smallest number of moles is 1.66 of oxygen. So I divide that by itself, I get 1. 13.3 moles divided by 1.66 equals 8.01 moles. And 5.00 uh, divided by 1.66 gives 3.01. This is now a ratio of moles. Oops, let me try and spell that. A ratio of moles to each other. So how does that work? Well, now that we know that for every one mole of oxygen, there are eight moles of hydrogen and three moles of carbon, we have now the empirical formula. So this empirical formula, this unknown chemical, is C3H8O. Super powerful technique to find, uh, to analyze a compound. And all you need, really, is to know what the percent composition is. So let's try a couple. Here we've got two right here. Compound of silver has the following composition. Okay? So let's do this. The first thing we're going to do is we're going to change those percent signs to grams. So I'm going to go ahead and write... For silver, I'm going to write 63.5% or grams, sorry. All right. For nitrogen, I'm going to write 8.25 grams. And for oxygen, I'm going to write, oops, 28.25 grams. Okay, now I have grams. What do I do next? Well, I find moles, and we can do that. We're very good at finding moles. So one mole of silver weighs 107.87 grams, right? Let me erase that. Okay. And that equals 0 0.589 moles, okay? Nitrogen, one mole of nitrogen weighs 14.01 grams. That also equals 0 0.589 moles. Oxygen, one mole of oxygen weighs 16.01 grams. Oops, I don't know where I got the 01. How about just 16.00? Okay, and that equals 1.77 moles. So now we have them in moles, and we've got to compare the number of moles of each to each other. So to do that, we simply divide by the smallest. And you can see for silver and nitrogen, they're both the same, so I'm going to divide them all by the same number. That equals 1. Divide this one by the same number, 589 moles. That also equals 1. And this... 589 moles equals 3. So if we look at those 3 to 1 to 1, we get a formula of AgNO3. And what do you know? That's silver nitrate, right? So 
What's a way to remember this? I'm sitting in class, it's a test, quiz, whatever, and I'm trying to remember how to do this. Well, this is a little something I picked up from a teacher. And uh, it's just like a little phrase. It'll help you remember it. Percent to mass, mass to moles, divide by small, times to whole. Say it a few times. Or if you want to, as I said here, go ahead and sing it. All right? The part that you don't know yet is the times till whole. But all the other stuff uh, you do know. So let's go ahead and um, try another one so you can see what the times till whole means. So I'm going to do this second question here. All right, we've got a compound. Now this compound has uh, three, oh, pardon me, four um, elements. I'm going to move this up a little bit so I can have some more room. So here we go. So for potassium, got 38.4 grams. Now notice they gave us grams here. Does that bother us at all? No, we just don't do the first step. The first step is percent to grams and they already gave us grams. So we've got 34.8 grams of potassium and I'm just gonna write one mole is 39.098 grams okay and that equals 0.982 moles right my next one is carbon and we've got 23.7 grams of carbon one mole of carbon is 12.01 grams that gives me 1.975 moles the next one after that is oxygen 36.6 grams one mole of oxygen is 16.0 grams. That gives me two, oops, uh-oh, 82, there, oops, we're having some, sorry about this, we're having some technical difficulties here, guys. All right, I'll try again. Maybe I'm writing too fast. 2.29 moles. And then last but not least, we have our hydrogen that is 1.66 grams. So one mole, hydrogen was 1.08 grams, and you get 1.64, all right? So we've got our second step, grams to moles. What's the next in our little phrase? Divide by small. So if you look here, you can see that potassium is the smallest one at 0 0.982. That equals 1, 0 0.982. That equals 2, 0 0.982, that equals 2.33, and last but not least, 1, oops, 0 0.982, and that equals 1.67, okay? Now here's a problem. We cannot have a formula that's got H 1.67. It doesn't work like that. Atoms combined in simple whole number ratios according to Dalton. So we've got to come up with a number that we can times all of these by right here, this whole thing, um, in order to get rid of this 0.33 and 0.67. And hopefully you know that 0.33 is a third and 0.67 is um, two-thirds. So if I times all of this by three, this is my empirical formula, K3 
C, 6, O. Now 2.33 times 3 gives us 7. And 1.67 times 3 gives us 5. So there's your times till whole part. Hopefully this is making sense. Let's, uh, let's move on and do one more practice one. All right. Oh, I think I have it right here. Okay, so here's the third one. So what I want you to do is pause this video, try this problem by, your, by yourself, and then I'll put up my solution. So take a minute and do that right now. Okay, hopefully you did that. If you worked that out, this is what you got. All right, notice the ratio 1.5 right here to 1 to 2.56, okay? Now, if you have a 0.5 and a 0.5, the way to get rid of that is to times everything by 2. And so 1.5 times 2 is 3. That's why we have over here C3. Um, 2.56 times 2 is 5, so there, there's our empirical formula. Hopefully this is making sense. Really, really useful thing. Well, the, the next phase of this, we found percent composition, we found empirical formula. But what we really want to do is find out what the real formula is, the um, molecular formula. Sorry about this, I'm searching all over the place. All right, so let me erase some of this stuff. But, but let's say we're, we're trying to find this chemical, and we do an empirical formula problem, and then what we get is we get something like this right here. We get this CH2O. But the, the chemical we're studying, or looking at the percent, is actually glucose. Well, how do we get to the point where we can figure out from that percent composition and find an empirical formula what... Uh, the real formulas or the molecular formula. Well, what we do is generally you will be given information where they tell you what the molecule weighs. And in this case, I've got an example right here. In this case, they're telling you that the molar mass determined by experiment of this molecule was 180.18. But if you look up here, the empirical formula is CH2O. Well, if I find the weight, the molar mass of CH2O, which happens to be this right here, 30.03, I know that the, the empirical formula is, or less, I should say this, I know the molecular formula is some multiple of the empirical formula. So it's almost like what we're doing is we're going in reverse from what we did the first time where we, where we uh, reduce those down. So if I look at 30 and I divide 30.03 into 180.18, all right, if I do that, I know that I find out that goes into it six times. So that means the molecular formula must be six times the empirical formula. So six times CH2O gives us this right here. Okay. It's almost the exact opposite of what, well, it is the exact opposite of what we were doing before, where we were taking this and we were reducing it down to CH2O. So let's look at a couple problems that are typical for, for this kind of question. Look at this. The empirical formula, now they've already given us the empirical formula, which is kind of nice. We don't have to figure it out. 
The empirical formula is C3H6N2. The experimental molar mass is 210. What's the molecular formula? Well, I know that the molecular formula is some multiple of this thing right here. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to find the weight of C3H6N2. Turns out to be 70 grams per mole. All right. Well, 70 grams per mole goes into 210. How many times? You're right, three. So that means the molecular formula must be three times this thing right here. So C9H18N2. Oops, pardon me. Two times three is six. Okay? So there's the molecular formula. All right? Try this next one. Pause the video, try it out, see what you get. And we'll, I'll go over it in just a second. Okay, hopefully you did that. Uh, I've got a molar mass of the molecule of 282. I'm going to look at this. Here's my empirical formula. I'm going to add up 9 carbons, 17 hydrogens, and 1 oxygen. And when I do, I get 141 grams per mole. Okay? Now you can see that 141 is twice, or pardon me, is half of 282, so that means that the molecular formula must be twice that, so the molecular formula would be C18H34O2. Very, very simple, right? The important thing about this is understanding that the empirical formula is something we can find from the percent composition, and it is the simplest formula. It may be the molecular formula, but it might not. Okay, So let's try one more. Ooh, look at this problem. We get the joy of finding the percent composition and then finding the molecular formula. So what I want you to do, pause the video, find the empirical formula first, then find the molecular formula, and then we'll, I'll show you the work. All right, hopefully you paused the video. If you did, this is what your work should look like. I took the grams of carbon, hydrogen, and oxygen, I changed the percent to mass, then I changed the mass to moles, and then I divided by small, and notice here there's no, net, there's no need to times till whole. So I got an empirical formula of C5H6O. They tell us up here that this molecule weighs 164.2 grams per mole, so I had to find the weight of the empirical formula, which was 82.12. Well, 82.12 goes into 164.2 twice, so the empirical formula is that right there. All right. Hopefully this makes sense to you. Um, you should feel a sense of accomplishment when you get these problems done because this is a good problem for you. <clears throat> if you have any questions, again, like always, please come see me, and uh, we'll do a few.